Hello, welcome to Academy Days, a podcast of fiction stories for teen girls. I'm your host and author, Judith. Enjoy the story. Academy Days, Episode 10, Interior Decoration. London Pella sat down at a computer carousel in the library and resisted the urge to bury her head in her arms and scream. Four weeks into the school year, and her best friend was acting like a stranger. Not because they'd fought or didn't have anything in common. They had nearly eleven years of friendship. Nope. It was all because of Xavier. And right now, London was battling feelings she really didn't want to name. A few weeks ago, London had wondered if the relationship between Zoe and Xavier was just about over. Then, slowly, Zoe had returned to the same flirty zest she'd shown back before camp. Back before things had changed for both of them. London had meant that change to affect the kinds of guys she'd date. Maybe Zoe hadn't. Look, someone's voice came from the opposite carousel. Click on that article. Yeah, Mr. Harvey Sawyer. Son of the founder of Sawyer Garments, marries Hope Mallory. Mallory, there's the link. And Sawyer Garments must have been the name of the factory. London raised herself up just high enough to peek over top the barrier to see who was so excited that they were talking right out loud in the library. Mr. Hurst would be over like lightning if... Oh, Ira Winters. Well, he could probably get away with it, nerdy as he was. She'd actually seen him check out five books at a time once. He leaned over the shoulder of Carmen Oliver as both apparently read off the same screen. Aw, you guys are so cute, London said. Carmen blushed and didn't respond. Ira didn't either. He just started reading out loud. London plopped back down into her seat. Carmen was nice. She deserved a nice, if nerdy, guy like Ira. Maybe that was London's problem. She wasn't good enough to attract the right kind of guy. Not after the way she'd acted all last year. She considered bringing up her dating woes in the next peer support group meeting. She could hardly make the 20 minutes any less awkward than they already were. The two since the original meeting had been mostly made up of Lacey crying, Carmen giving calm advice, and Nora dishing out grumpy sarcasm. Oh well. London blew a stray hair out of her eyes and clicked into a web browser. She stared at the empty search bar. She needed a topic for a history term project her dad had assigned. The project she would do alone, since Zoe had decided to pair up with Xavier for it. Knowing Xavier, Zoe would end up doing the entire thing herself. Hope Mallory Sawyer. She's got to be Miss Mallory's great aunt. She must know something about the factory. Miss Mallory wasn't kidding about the attic. Her great-aunt really did tell her she couldn't talk about it. Ira's voice carried, excited and victorious. Shh. Carmen hushed him, a smile in her voice. Okay, so what makes you think this Hope Mallory Sawyer will talk to us herself then? They were having so much fun. Together. Oh, forget this. London signed out of the computer. London? London straightened, looking up at Mr. Hurst. I wasn't the one talking out loud. I wasn't talking at all, she said. Mr. Hurst cleared his throat. I know, 
Your study hall teacher called. The secretary is looking for you. Your mom is here to pick you up. Oh! London grabbed her bag and skedaddled out of the library. She'd totally forgotten she was going on a work trip with her mom. What a relief. She needed something different to think about. Where's this decorating job again? London asked, climbing into the passenger seat of her mom's car a few minutes later. Virginia, right outside of D.C. Mom pulled away from E.C.A. Carol got this job from a friend who had to bail out because another job is taking too long. Anyway, it's the biggest thing Carol and I have ever done, and I thought you should be there. It'll be a great experience, especially if you decide to follow in my interior decorating footsteps. Mom grinned at London. Just a thought. London shrugged. Maybe. You know you love it. London sighed. Yeah, but Mom, sewing and swatches and flower arrangements, those are things old ladies like to do. Really? I always wondered what I'd look like when I was old. Mom flipped down the sun visor and looked at herself in the little mirror. I think I'm holding together rather well for a woman in her latter years. Okay, okay, old ladies and middle-aged moms, London said, but I can't let my friends know I like looking at carpet and tile samples. I'm perusing lamp styles. They'd think I was boring. Mom took a sip from her coffee travel mug. So how long are you going to hide who you are from them, London, because I'm not sure that's fair to your friends or you? London shrugged. Zoe knows. Who else would care? I mean, I haven't exactly projected future interior decorator to the world thus far. Nobody would take it seriously. They'd probably make jokes. Mom swirled her coffee and took another drink. Being vulnerable is often the starting point of making deeper friendships, London. You're a year and a half from being a legal adult. Shallow friendships become way less satisfying the older you get. Okay, Mom. London tapped her empty cup holder. Are you going to find a drive through so I can have some coffee, too? Of course. I will buy you as many iced coffees as you want this weekend. You'll need them to stay awake through all the work we have to do. Mom flipped on her blinker and turned into a Dunkin' parking lot. But you can't brush off my sage advice forever. Brush off? London looked at her mom with wide eyes. I've filed it away in my forever archives. I'm sure, Mom snorted, never to be looked at again. Later that afternoon, Mom drove up an incline that reminded London of Villette Hill back home. The houses here were a mixture of old and new. Stone lines and pillared gateposts weren't uncommon, and the tidy fences of a horse farm spoke of the preppy amenities of the neighborhood. What kind of house are you and Carol redoing? London asked as Mom took another turn in the road. A senator's house, it's older than some of these. Half castle, half Italian villa. Carol says it's going to be a challenge to make it cohesive. A minute later, they pulled up a short, curved driveway and stopped in front of a stone mansion. Mom turned off the engine, and they both stared at the house. Oh, I think this is going to take more than a couple weeks to figure out, Mom said. That is one legit house, London squealed. She gazed up at it. What was it that danced in her heart as she looked forward to these days of work? 
feelings, again, that she couldn't quite sort and name. Oh, who cared? She flung open her door and climbed out. Let's do this. Carol, Mom's co-designer, was already inside. She stood in the foyer next to a card table stacked with binders full of samples and ideas. Can you believe this? London gave Carol a quick hug, and they practically giggled. Mom usually got paid well in her freelance jobs, sometimes making double what Dad did. But a place like this? She'd probably make a month's worth of ECA salary in a week. But as London followed the two women on a tour of the house, she knew her mom had also donated much of the seasonal decor at their church, and even some for the offices and chapel at ECA. I can't watch your father give so much to the ministry without doing my part too, she'd said once, crumpling a handful of receipts. London followed Mom and Carol through the house and took 360 pictures of each room for them with an iPad. The house was odd, with a stairway that led up to a second floor, but a separate flight that led from the ground level up to floor two and a half. Rooms didn't always have easy access to others on the same floor, and some had five or six walls instead of only four. London thought of Lacey with her ever-present novel. Lacey would love this house. What do you think? Mom asked as they turned from viewing the master suite on the third floor. It's crazy, London said. The architect must have been drunk. Mom laughed. I don't think so. There's just something to be said for a house that isn't cookie-cutter. The three of them went back down to the foyer and started leafing through samples and browsing for ideas online. Here, Mom said, handing London a sheet of paper. The senator has a daughter about your age. Her room is in that rounded, tower-like portion of the house. She's listed some preferences. Why don't you take a few of these binders and go up there and see what you can come up with? A moment later, London re-entered one of the suites and looked around at the white walls, tall windows, and expansive empty floor. She closed her eyes. A picture appeared. Navy and white, with peachy orange accents. Big letters, the girl's initials over the bed. A corner desk, there with built-in bookshelves all around and under-cabinet lighting above the desk. A window seat with thick cushions and drawers underneath. A bold white and blue rug. London flopped onto her stomach, spread her materials around herself, and set to work planning. Saturday evening came too soon. London yawned as Mom pulled away from the house and onto the road. Sunlight stabbed low through the trees as London leaned her head back. That was fun, she murmured. I hope they like our ideas. Mom patted her knee. Me too. Though we're not nearly finished. London smiled. Good. Here, coming away from something that had made her feel so useful and awake, the troubles with Zoe and Xavier and the support group seemed far, far away. In fact, London decided not to think about them until she absolutely had to. Monday morning, London met Zoe in homeroom and started in on a rundown about the work trip. Sounds nice, Zoe said, and smiled up at Xavier as he came down the aisle and sat backwards at the desk in front of hers. 
So that was it. Sounds nice. You were seriously at a senator's house all weekend? Wendy Wells leaned in from her desk next to London's. That is amazing. Did you get his autograph? No, he wasn't there, London said. Oh, great. Who knew what Wendy would pass on to other people? Probably something that included a state dinner at the White House. Wendy shook her head. You are so lucky. I spent all weekend making pumpkin-scented candles with my mother. I have about a gallon of wax underneath my fingernails. London was about to nod politely and pretend to study her agenda, but then she stopped. Wait, this was something she didn't know about Wendy, and honestly, it sounded kind of interesting. I like candles. Does your family sell them or something? she asked. And in that moment, something sparkled in Wendy's eyes. She almost tripped over her words as she rushed to explain the small business she and her mom had together. Instead of rolling her eyes and fading out her attention, London listened. Maybe Wendy was like one of those odd rooms in the senator's house. Maybe London was too. Sometimes awkward corners, sometimes sweeping staircases. But there was something to be said for not being cookie cutter. Thank you for listening to another episode of Academy Days, the 10th episode in the series. I appreciate your support. The rest of the season will come on an every other week basis, so keep an eye out for episode 11 on July 10th. Until then, enjoy these summer days.